The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. This is a question I received from Shelley. Dear Dr. Kenner, I am clueless as to how to form good friendships. I grew up in a cold home where no one ever hugged or was allowed to cry or even express feelings. Everything was bottled up and repressed. I was taught that this was a good thing. As an adult, I have very few friends and I have no idea how to act with others or how to make friends. I'm not nervous in social situations, but can never seem to make new friends or be able to get anyone to like me. I've taken classes to help me with this, but even though now I have brief encounters with people with no problem, I still cannot seem to make lasting friendships. Where do I start? Shelley. So first, Shelley, I am very sorry to hear about your upbringing because your parents put you at war with your own values, with your own emotions. Imagine when you're feeling joyous, you can't express it. You have to go into that emotional straitjacket or you're feeling real sad and you can't even get the words out because you've been told it's bad to feel sadness or it's bad to cry or it's bad to feel angry. Well, what if somebody does you an injustice? A sibling breaks your your best toy, a toy that you just got for your birthday as a kid. Why can't you say, I'm angry? Why did you do this? Especially if she did it deliberately. You know, you need to be able to breathe emotionally. And so many of us were taught that, oh, you just keep things in, you know, hold it in. It's better if you don't let your feelings out. Well, that's true to an extent. It's better if you don't just vomit your emotions, so to speak. But you need a way to rationally get out your emotions, and that's definitely possible, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. So there are three top points that I want to make. You asked the question, where do you start? Great question. Well, the first point is... Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. (laughs) I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. Where do you start? Great question. Well, the first point is you want to take stock of what you're already doing that's good. So you want to credit yourself for discovering that you are repressed. Many people go through life and they don't discover that or they don't have the courage to face it. So credit yourself for your courage to want to break out of that emotional straitjacket and credit yourself for setting a goal of wanting to enjoy good friendships. And then credit yourself for the fact that you've taken some classes so you know that it's a learnable skill and that you've set a goal for forming long-lasting friendships and that you've had some success with brief encounters. So again, credit yourself. You want to see this as a continuum. You are moving toward your goal. The second step is valuing yourself. 
ask yourself, what is the benefit to me, to you, of having good friendships? Well, obviously, there's a wonderful mutuality that you can have these wonderful positive interactions with someone who cares about you, you care about them, and you have fun together. You know, I recently went paddleboarding, something I never pictured myself doing, with a friend. I went to the theater with a friend. I went to dancing classes with a friend. That's a lot of fun. It adds a whole dimension to your life, and of course, if you build trust with one another, you can share on different levels with friendship. You need to know how to go gradually with that to trust a friend. When you look at friendship itself, notice what you say to yourself. You've had a long history of not having close friends. So you might say things along the following, which are going to be damaging to you. No one really likes me. I'll never be able to have friends. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. I'm afraid to express any feelings. No one knows notices me. Everyone hears better than I am. I'm clueless. If you have a lot of that stinking thinking, that's the technical term for it, um, you want to be able to catch that thinking, not beat yourself up for having that, but learn replacements for that. Instead of, no one wants to hear what I have to say, you want to flip that and say, you know, I would enjoy having some friends and I can learn some skills and I'm fully capable of having a good friend or two who might want to hear a lot of what I have to say. So take the pressure off yourself. You mentioned that, you know, I need to get people to like me. Um, You don't need to get anyone to like you. You want to see what you like in a potential friend. And that's a very important shift in perspective. For example, you know, I'm looking at Annie and she seems like someone I'd feel at home with. She has a warm smile. Or Jody is playful and makes me laugh. I want to learn to be more liberated with my feelings as Jody is. And you want to look at those wonderful benefits that draw you towards specific people. The third point I want to make is friendship skills. As you already know, if you've taken some classes, these are learnable skills. And there is a very good book called The Loneliness Workbook, A Guide to Developing and Maintaining Lasting Connections. The woman, Mary Ellen Copeland, has some very good skills and tips and advice in that. And you learn communication skills. We all learn them. I had to learn communication skills. I had to learn that sarcasm was not a good idea. Uh, Being judgmental, you don't do this, you're always doing this is not a good idea. That You've probably had a lot of that in your family if you weren't supposed to fail. Don't fail. You want to learn assertiveness skills. You want to be able to express those emotions, as I mentioned earlier, in ways that don't attack. You want to be able to say, I feel angry, I feel hurt, rather than you make me angry, you hurt me. You also want very good listening skills to listen to a friend and to track what they're saying with, oh, ah, um, I see, to be able to enjoy their friendship and to help them know that you're tracking them. So I want to recommend finally one last book called The Friendship Fix. It's a really fun book. Andrea Bonoir, B-O-N-I-O-R, Bonire. And she talks about looking at what types of people suit you. What are deal breakers in friendships? How do you make friends after school, post uh, high school or college? And why is friendship harder than dating? And how do you take the first steps? And how do you avoid getting trapped in a bad friendship? And four signs that you're a good friend. These are some of the topics that she covers. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. 
Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Loving a narcissist is a frustrating, painful, and ultimately heartbreaking experience because they have unlimited wants but nothing positive to offer another person. The more narcissistic a person, the worse it is for romance. We should add that there are people we call clueless when it comes to relating to other people and yet who are not actually narcissists, nor are they suffering from any inborn disorders such as autism. They are typically people who have been deprived emotionally in childhood and thus not in touch with their emotions and are impoverished when it comes to having their own values. This makes it hard for them to be sensitive to the emotions and values of others simply because they do not know any better. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.